Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Fish Across the Pond, a Miami Marlins UK baseball podcast. I am your host, Rob Newell, and I have some good news. We are back to a four-man rotation to start, including the reliable, the ever-present, the Sandy Alcantara of the Fish Across the Pond podcast, Lee Dobbs. How are we, Lee? Yeah, I'm good, good, you know, as ever. <laughs> Next up, no matter how gloomy things are with the Marlins, we always have this cheerful voice in the rotation. Our very own Pablo Lopez, Dan Healy. How are we, Dan? I'm very well, Rob. Very happy, very cheery as always. <laughs> good. And finally, what you've all been waiting for, back from the seven-day IL, now, as Nola's Shrine and Airline is now closed, we had to send him to Spain on his rehab assignments. Our very own Dr. K, Pete Pratt. Pete, it's good to have you back. Good to be back, boys. Good to be back. I must say that intro is <laughs> on the intro-ometer is a 10, an absolute 10. Rob Newell, what a man. Yeah, good to be back, lads. And... I think it's it's nice to pass the torch around this week, guys, and um, carry on. I thought the three of you had an awesome podcast last week. I really enjoyed it. Dan the Man, I thought, was excellent uh, holding it down. And I think it's just fitting for, for Rob Newell to pick it up and, and run with it. So I'm feeling relaxed, looking forward to it. I'm fresh off the sun lounger. It was first day back at work today. My suit was tight, extremely tight. <laughs> Those IPAs were flowing as normal, but yeah, looking forward to it, boys. Um, let's get stuck in. Yeah, and I, I should really add uh, my position in the rotation. I think I'm the Jordan Yamamoto on the basis. I think I'm the only one here who's been to Hawaii. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've had we've had an interesting week. Um, when it comes down to the Marlins and uh, how they performed, they had uh, a decent series win over the Pittsburgh Pirates and then a disappointing series loss against uh, the Kansas City Royals. Um, just, but before we go into that, there is some uh, minors news. And we've had a really good year in the minors, especially lower in the minors. And um, Batavia Muckdogs in the uh, short A um, season they won their league but unfortunately went out in the playoffs to the Lowell Spinners who are Red Sox affiliate but we do have some good news in single A in the Midwest League uh, Clinton Lumber Kings not only did they they just missed out on winning their division to the Kane County Cougars but got their revenge in the quarterfinals by getting past them uh, Diamondbacks affiliate then playing the Cedar Rapids Colonels, a Twins affiliate, they've managed to get past them as well, leading them to the finals against the South Bend Cubs, who are uh, quite obviously a Chicago Cubs affiliate. And that's a best of five starting on Wednesday. So good luck to the Lumber Kings and Eric Ose, their uh, commentator there has been brilliant. Um, just just a, a, a word of note on the, the last game that got them through, Alberto Guerrero pitched brilliantly. Um, so, um, and you know, that's a, another name that we've not talked about on this podcast, but it just shows that train of, of young starters that we've got coming through, but more on the Clinton Lumber Kings, um, another podcast. Um, but this week we will talk about uh, what's happened, um, with the Marlins this week. We'll also, um, have a little look at the Jacksonville jumbo shrimp season and, uh, just a, a recap, um, um, of our predictions and looking forwards um, where we think the Marlins are going to end up in the next couple of weeks. So, as I said last week, it was about those that good series win and the disappointment against Kansas. But there's a, a shining light in all of this. 
the first win um, against Pittsburgh, um, Sandy had a good game, a, a decent game. However, when it came down to the game on Sunday night, well, it was it was something else. So just to, to put it into perspective, Alcantara's performance um, against the Pirates, seven innings pitched, seven strikeouts, only earning uh, only with uh, four runs earned. But of course, against the Royals, it was something else. It was a complete game. Nine innings pitched, only four hits, two walks, eight strikeouts. But just incredible performance. He just looked so in control. Um, at one point, I thought he was going to finish the game off in about 70 pitches. He looked that dominant. He just, just, just bang, 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 out, out, out. But that leaves the question, is Sandy now our clear ace? Lee, what's your opinion? Uh, at the minute, I'd say yes, he probably is. I mean, yeah, since the All-Star game, he had a two bad starts after the All-Star game. But since then, he's been yeah, amazing. His ERA has dropped, I think, within the high fours. It's now, is it 4.04, I think it is now, after last night. So, yeah, he's really, he's really done well since then. He's, I mean, not only that, he's also going long in games. I think he's done six innings in, in every start since then. Yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, which is yeah, helping out, out the pen, yeah, which is taxed because the other starters aren't always going long, as, as we saw last night. And there was eight, eight, eight relievers last night, I think it was. Yeah, so, so Sandy, yeah, we are doing well. He's, he's good, good, good for the team. So, yeah, I think, obviously, we've had Lopez with issues with yeah, health as, as well as performance. Smith the same, although he's, you yeah, it looks like he might be on, on track again. But, yeah, Sandy, I think, for his, you know, consistency and, you know, you know just, and just, just like, you know, all-round play, yeah, he's, he probably is right now our ace, you know, all-star as well. So, yeah, I'd say he is our ace, you know, right now. So, Dan, do you think that Sandy is our opening day pitcher for next year? Yeah, I think um, I, I sort of echo with what Lee says there. It's quite difficult for me because I'm always going to be very high on, on Caleb. Um, have been all season, and it's um, it's someone that I will I will always fight for to say that he is our race, and he has been our race for a long part of the season. Sometimes it is quite easy to get carried away with latest is greatest. So he's been brilliant since his All Star appearance. He's deserved his All Star appearance, and like what Lee just said there, um, what's really encouraging about him is when he gets in his groove, he just unlike anybody else on the roster, he just fires through the innings. It's just, it's so quick. It's just, I don't think we've got anybody else like that that can just get into that rhythm and just see the team through that quickly. Um, to answer your question, I did actually, I think somewhere mid-season, we might have had a similar conversation. And I think I said then, I reckon Sandy will be our opening day pitcher. I think that he is probably got the just about, I know we, again we covered it very briefly last week but he's probably just about got the highest ceiling um in our rotation um so I think if we're going to roll with that um then yeah he probably should be opening day pitcher but it's a nice problem to have we've got three three guys there at least um that um are really showing promise going forward but yeah um yeah I would say at the moment he's our ace so we've got Two yeses there, Pete. And do you echo that? And also, where do you think Sandy's standing in regards to um, his peers in regards to other teams? You know, we say, you know, he's our ace, but is he actually that good compared to some of the other teams? This is on the basis that he's now had two complete games this season. Yeah, for me, Sandy... The words I want to use are consistency, consistency, consistency. That is what I want to see from from the main man. Um, I'd lo also love to know season long his stats on a Sunday. The last complete game was also on a Sunday against the Mets, which was an hour and 59 minutes. Do we know the actual game time? Actually, we scored quite a few runs, so it wouldn't have been that quick on Sunday 240 yeah the 40 was us blasting a load of runs so that was why <laughs> um, Sandy 
I don't think he'll open. I don't think he'll open on uh, on on opening day. Actually, or start opening day. I think that will be Caleb actually, and Sandy and Pablo will definitely be there in some sort of order. Is my my view on that? They'll be the top three. We'll see what happens with the other guys, and there'll be a bit of shuffling. Where does he stand? I he's been our all star. I think from a stuff perspective, his he matches with some of the top end rotation guys around for sure. Consistency, consistency, consistency. He doesn't quite have it yet. He's still young, um, but it's there, and we know it, and we've seen it. I think only two players have. I've had maybe complete game shutouts this year, maybe. Um, Sandy, maybe someone else. So he's right up there for me. Um, what what I think was interesting was he, he had a bit of a dip as well after the All-Star break itself. So we kind of went into that hot, got into the All-Star, um, the All-Star team, then tailed off a little bit, had a few kind of sticky patches. Um, he's been healthy all year as well. That's another thing. So his health is a key factor. He's not been out. It's only natural he's going to have a few kind of tricky uh, starts throughout. And then you've had Pablo's been hurt come back. Pablo then has had a good last two starts maybe. Caleb hurt back, not really been back to where he was, but then again had a good last two starts as well. So I think looking to next year, those guys, those top three look nailed in. And the other two spots are up for grabs, for sure. Sixto will be looking at that going, I could be there and make the opening day rotation. Yamamoto will be thinking the same. Some of the other guys will be thinking the same. But yeah, the other thing to think on Sandy as well, On I, I saw another stat, and you know I'm not heavy on stats, but I did see something else pop up about he's had the worst run support all season of any starter. And it's by, I think, over a run. So his his run support average was like 1.9 runs. And the next worst, so to speak, was like 2.9 or something crazy. So unfortunately for him, when he's been pitching well, the bats have not been there at all. So is he the ace? He definitely could be. Um, but Caleb's flashed that as well. Pablo's flashed it. The reality is we could have three aces plus six though to roll in. We could have four aces. So if you're not excited about that, then nothing will excite you moving forward. <laughs> it is exciting, isn't it? And um, uh, my opinion on Sandy, it's just a fantastic game. What she took just completely in control. I know it was the Royals, but the Royals although not the greatest side, do score. And they've got some good bats. And um, it was just so dominant. You know, when you've got someone who's going, uh, I haven't got it in front of me, but from off the top of my head, it was something like 7, 9, 11, 9 for the first four. It's, you know, that that just shows the number of strikes. And also, just because you're a, you're a strike pitcher doesn't mean that you're going to be any good. Because if you're obviously throwing it in the zone, then you're more likely to get hit. But it just just shows how sort of unplayable he was, and there is the consistency. Um, he's the first rookie since Dontrell Willis in the Marlins to get um, two complete games um, in a season, and uh, and Dontrell was obviously a World Series winner in '03. So it's um, it's an incredible performance, and I, I think. Um, you know, I, I agree. I think he'll be the opening day starter. I really do. In regards to, to Sixto, it, uh, this is a conversation for a, another week going forwards. Does Sixto make that jump? And I think spring training is going to show that. Um, of course, we've seen Yamamoto make that jump. And if, if you want to go all the way back to, to Fernandez, well, Fernandez didn't really um, do double A or triple A. He went straight from single A all the way up. But that was because at the time, we had a pitching problem, um, so um, but uh, and he was just exceptional. But that was uh, it was that was the highlight of the week. But there were some other highlights, um, and uh, we could have swept the Pirates. We were very unlucky in one of the games there. Um, Tell us, we'll win that one. 
Sorry, we, 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 you know, the, the curse is real with that one because because mm -hmm. we we bigged up you know Arania on 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 his pod, <laughs> and then you know on that on that very night <laughs> he blows a save. Yeah, that that Stop. was I that surprised me in some ways because Urania looked so good, and then when he came in, we, he felt quite relaxed that he was going to do it, and it's just like anyone else who's been <laughs> been put in that save situation this year. I don't know what's happened to 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 Stanek either, um, which is a, a another point to make because even though Stanek is now out of the save position, he's still really really struggling. So the second question I have to go around you guys with is that is in regards to the bullpen and regards to Stanek, Urania, etc. Where do we stand on our closer? Lee, if you want to continue what you were saying earlier. <laughs> so it's, it's still you know, a bit of a mess, isn't it, at the minute still? I mean, that's still, like I said last week, I still think you know, it should be you know, Arrangers now until, until the, the end of the season. I don't see any point in changing it now because it doesn't matter you know, if we win or lose, really. It doesn't matter. You know, we need to, to see what, what he's got you know, you know, in that spot you know, to go forward. Yeah, it has been an issue. I mean, as we saw last night, I mean, we had to use eight, eight relievers and they, they were giving up runs. You've know, you, you got Conley, who seems to have a couple of good games where he might p pitch about four times you know, perfectly. Then in that one game where he blows up you know, you know, for, for like big runs, you got Chen, who Chen gives up a lot of runs. Even, even the other guys, they're, they're not really you know, cons consistent enough when, in their games when they come in. Uh, all their ERAs are in sort of the fours and fives. They're giving up three runs, you know, every, every couple of days. So yeah, the, the, the bullpen is 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 a real issue at the minute, and is is you know it, it's cost costing us games. But yeah, and going forward, yeah, that will be something that will need to be be addressed probably you know, in the spring. Yeah, if 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 we are to improve to hopefully around around about five hundred you know, for next season. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and it's it's a it's a it's just it it's got to the point now that when our bullpen comes out, you just got absolutely no idea how bad they're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. And we've tried so many different pitches. Um, Dan, do you think Urania will be our closer? And especially following on from what Lee has said, is there anyone else in there that you think actually no, give them a chance? they could really progress and be strong in our bullpen. Uh, um, I don't really know what I make of our bullpen this year. It's been, as Lisa said, there's been, there's been some occasions where some of the guys have looked quite good for a spell, but there's never, ever been this real run of consistency where you just think, well, it's okay because he's going to get us out of the mess. It's, uh, we, we haven't had that. I, I would keep um, Urania um, in because he's only, he's only done it at the moment twice. He's had one save and I... Like, one um, we didn't do so well last night, um, but you know, that's, I don't really see who else we can use. We, as I said, we've tried, well, we've tried everyone, haven't we? Really, I mean, you know, we've had people that have been okay in spells. You know, Kinley's done okay in spells, and Gujarda, um, he's, he's had some good, good effort, efforts, but then he's also had some real blowouts. I, I really don't know where to go with it but I would say that um, yeah I, I would probably give uh, another shout to, to Urania it's too early to just write it off If, as Lisa there's no no difference really what's happening with the rest of this season um, and if he's going to be back next year this is where he's going to be I don't think he'll go back to a starting rotation so therefore he's either got to carry on and learn and get better with this role or he's not going to be here at all so I would say stick with him for the time being yeah, it's a good point, and I I think I agree with that too. I think you've got to give Urania that that chance. We've been talking about it for a long time, and, and I know other podcasts and other commentators have been talking about it for years. That uh, I think before um, Urania went back into the rotation, they were expecting him to to be be a closer, a bullpen piece. He was at one point when he came up, so it is a good point. And with Quijada, it's another good point. Well, that. That game against on Friday night against the Pirates, when he won the ten seven, he got his inning. He pitched three strikeouts, absolutely lights out. Compare that to, 
I think it was the previous game or the game before that he'd pitched, it was four walks in a row and just a mm-hmm. full, full meltdown. It's one of the problems in a bullpen. If you have a bad, bad game, to actually bring your ERA down, you've got to, you've got to have a good yeah. run of about sort of four or five games where you don't let any scores go. You see it with Wei Yin Chen, who, you know, has just had full, full meltdowns, blown out his ERA, and then he does have some incredible games where he suddenly doesn't let any runs go for four innings but it's um and uh, uh you know with the way in chen thing i know um, brendan tobin on uh on on the ticket um in in the states the radio show was saying that if he had one single question he could ask Derek jeter is that how soon is that guy gone <laughs> when are you going to read this guy's contract when's chen gonna vanish and I can understand what they mean, uh, but I'm afraid I think he will still be in our 40 man for next year. So, Pete, just now you're in the cleanup spot. Mm. Um, and so, and what we've just talked about, do you agree with the whole Urania situation that he should remain? You like Urania a lot. Um, would you put Urania back into the rotation at all? Is this wrong? Should he not be put in as a closer in the first place? And is there anyone else you see there who could be the closer? Ooh, you're right. I do like Jose for sure. Um, I've liked him in the rotation. I guess with from a rotation perspective, he just doesn't strike out enough guys, I don't think. And I think he profiles better as the flame-throwing closer. And I think we've seen that. He is throwing a lot quicker than than he has done when he's been coming, you know, starting games. So I also think he has the most value to other teams if he can get it done there and becomes maybe a trade asset in the future again, potentially. So is he going to be the closer next year to start? Yes. Will he be, or do you know what? There may be a bit of timeshare, but I think they'll try and give him a go in that. On a bullpen-wide perspective, going back to the first topic of conversation, the the bullpens are irrelevant anyway. So hot take there. We don't need a bullpen anyway because the rotation is going to be absolutely lit next year. So you can walk anyone out. It won't matter. Um, But tell you who else may be back around. Big search. He may fancy it come back and have another another half season in Miami. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Big Surge back. Another, I tell you what, who, when, when you think back to why we were winning some games earlier in the year, we had Nick Anderson striking everyone out and he's just been awesome for the for the Rays. So like, like I was hot on him as well. You know, I was really high on him. He was Josh Hader number two and he's taken over Josh Hader. Now he's... He's absolutely awesome. So what a trade. But the reality is we're not going to be winning a ton of games. So closer and a bullpen. We'll mix and match, but it's pretty irrelevant for us next year. We'll just focus on the rotation and we just want to see see progress on the on the lineup side and the bats. That's what that's the next step. For me, I'm more interested. I'll I'll put this to you guys. Sorry for asking a question uh, out of out of turn here, but um something that I did see is we finished with a um, a winning record in the minor league system last year for the first time in maybe five years plus, maybe even more than that. So I'll ask that to you boys. What do you think is more important next year, the Marlins big league record or the minor league overall records? And do you expect both to be in and around 500? Or I guess the minor leagues is where we want to see another another kind of year of progress so in, so in the in the minors at the moment um so it wasn't a good was an average-ish season in nola um in triple a although you can sort of the squad in in some ways was quite sort of experienced hitting heavy whether you've got austin dean etc in there it wasn't like you were bringing sort of youngsters through so triple a is important what is more important is that where the Batavian Muck Dogs, GCL, GCL Marlins, Batavian Muck Dogs, Clinton Lumber Kings, you know, brilliant, brilliant seasons. Jupiter, not so great. Um, and Jacksonville, sort of really bad start, got a lot better. 
So you're already seeing that sort of increase, but it's far more important that you see Jupiter, Jacksonville and Wichita, as it will be next year, having winning seasons. Because next year, unless sort of uh, something freaky happens in the NL East, then um, we're still not going to the wild card um, because there's the strength in their Braves are very, very potent. I'm pretty sure that Washington and Phillies will still be very strong, still on the fence about the Mets. But it's not going to be a great season next year. We're in a strong league. We're still developing those players through. What the, the key thing is going to be seeing how many of those players can perform in AAA and then go up and replace the players that are underperforming in the Marlins. So we're ready for 2021 to make that playoff push. Agreed. I think that that's the area where you want to see the improvement, right, guys? It's, you know, the minor league record is probably more important than the major league record next year because, yeah, like Rob said, barring anything absolutely crazy, and we go on a crazy run and the rest of it, the bottom falls out. Yeah, we're not going to be in, in with a shout at all. But, hey, I've already said that that rotation is going to be lit. So, um, yeah. Sorry, Rob. Back back to you, buddy. I, I, old habits die hard in this one, yeah? That's, that's fine. Don't worry. You are normally, you've been the host for, um, of what, about 27 of these. So uh, it's to be expected. Um, good question as well. Um, so just to finish off, um, just a couple of highlights. We saw the that amazing Moran brothers, um, the where um, obviously uh, Colin uh, was struck out by Brian, and uh, a magical moment there. Um, and that was good to see, and especially to see someone grinding away through the leagues and never giving up, and and getting there. And you sometimes that's the thing about the minor leagues you don't realise with, with the, the major leagues, they fly across the country in, in nice planes, hotels, have days off. Um, when it comes down to, let's say, um, like uh, Jacksonville, they will be playing 140 games in 150 days uh, and they'll be on a bus. And that's what um, these players have to grind through. And um, so to, to see him get up into the, the major leagues and then have a big story like that, I thought it was fantastic. Um, and the other one was the, the Martin uh, Prado incident. I know, Dan, you saw that, didn't you? Uh, do you want to take us through that uh, that kid that caught those two balls? Yeah, but it's, it, we've, we've been quite lucky because we've had a couple of these magical live moments that we've got to see. And um, yeah, this was a, a Prado um, quite deep foul ball along the first baseline. Um, kid actually made a good catch with his glove, sort of leaning over the barrier. Um, got quite a good round of applause because it wasn't just a straightforward one. He had to reach for it. So he took his uh, his time on camera and made sure that he was posing and all the rest of it because it was a good good catch. And then I, I think it was definitely obviously the same at-bat. I'm not sure how many balls were in between, but the same at-bat. Down it went again. And this time a load of gloves went up. Probably, I think there was about four gloves that went up, all kids around the same age. And who comes up with it? The same kid. Absolutely brilliant. It was just fantastic. I mean, the odds, the actual odds of that happening. Mm. Uh, just a uh, oh, brilliant moment. Brilliant moment. Really, uh, really been lucky to see some of these classics this season. It's been great. Yeah, it's good to have some highlights and some good moments and positive moments in a season where it's not going nowhere and uh, to keep positive as well. And yep. it's just nice to see those kind of things and sort of bark it'll in the be, park um, as well. It will be nice, hopefully, to start seeing some of these moments on the um, on on the NBA, MLB pass when you're in the uh, the highlights <laughs> that go on in between innings. Because if I have to see Fifty Cent throw that ball miles <laughs> wide again or whatever it is, I'll just. <laughs> so we need Curtis some Jackson, new... wasn't it? It was yeah. Curtis Jackson, right? Uh, yeah, Curtis Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So All right. annoying. The number of times I've seen Big Sexy hit that home run yeah. uh, is, is, uh, is, is starting to uh, to it wear on me. You know, 3,000 hit. <laughs> I've seen that a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just cycle. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah that, that's horrible. I, I have to walk away. Judge <laughs> um, home running in Seattle. The same ones over and over. <laughs> if, you, yeah. if, you listen to, if you listen to the Phillies 
podcast, UK Phillies, the Mets, UK crew, the Yankees podcast, probably bat flips and nerds. This topic comes up on all of them multiple times a year. <laughs> I think it's fair to say the consensus across the UK MLB podcasting family is something needs to be done. How, how hard would it be to just get just to, uh, go back and just get a few clips of each week that's yeah. just gone by? Yeah. That, I mean, that would be the answer, wouldn't it? You just yeah. because it, so much happens in a week in yeah. baseball, you, you don't have time to watch beyond the Marlins. We don't have time to watch other teams, really. I'm not really interested in watching the highlights of, mm. I don't know, the, the Rays against the, the O's. Like, it's you're just not. But if, if there's a, a big play or something that should be seen, it'd be nice to have that opportunity while you're sitting there. And I like the way they had that random part where this, this steakhouse in America seemingly picked up the advertising rights for the UK breaks and they, they don't there's no restaurants in the UK for this steakhouse whatever it was <laughs> the MLB sold them a real package there that was the that was the bronze package of advertising that one ever I've seen one. <laughs> oh dear me we'll move on to some of the other teams um, and in regards to where what our schedule is going forwards, because we're playing the Brewers. And the problem is here is, unfortunately, we lost that first game, and it's not looking good, really. Uh, the Brewers do look strong. They look like they've built up ahead of steam, and they are desperate. They are desperate to get in the wild card. They've had a very bad July, a bad August, really. And the teams around them have caught a march on them. They're still two games back on the Cubs in the wild card. And they really need to sweep us. If if they don't get a 3-1 against us, it's a bit of a failure. And this is where we could be the banana skin, as we talked about last week. But it is quite interesting at this point because... um, Actually, our influence as uh, as a, a team that who are completely out of it is kind of written all over, especially our own division. So we've got another three games against the Brewers. Then uh, we're at the, the Giants, and that that that's just irrelevant, really. Arizona still in it. That, that's that's over there in Phoenix, and then you've got um, Washington at home, which is uh, the last series at home. Four games against the Mets and three against the Phillies away. Um, now, with Milwaukee, Arizona, Washington, Mets and Phillies, we could really cause some damage. Or the way it looks, probably not. Um, and this is the issue, is that when you looked at last week, where the game against Pittsburgh, we hit, you know, we got the, the 10-7 win and, the, and uh, you know, we were, we were getting on base and we looked very, very positive. And then we had that utterly horrible couple of games against Kansas where uh, the batting just, just completely fell apart. And one of the big problems we've had this year is we've never been able to get on a winning run. So can this happen? Are we going to cause damage or are we just going to be aiding these teams in their wildcard race? Um, Lee, what do you think? Uh Probably the latter. <laughs> no, I mean, I think by the time we play the Mets, they're going to be done anyway. So I think that that series will be, you know, pointless series. But the Phillies one could be interesting. You know, the last three, as, as we mentioned before, you know, we we could really spoil their their season, hopefully. And then you got, I mean, the big one is probably that Diamondback series. So what were they? Two games back, was it? Yeah, two and a half games back, and they've been on been on a good run, you know, in the, the last the last few weeks. So it, if we can play spoiler to them, you know, then we which we, 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 we'll be good. And I mean, it gives us something to, to play for, you know, as well. In it, it, you know, it, it, in like a losing season, you know, as we are having, you know, the, the the one thing you want is is to at least be playing games that are gonna be be meaningful. So so it, so it's good. You know, good to, to play the teams who who are who are in you know in and around the mix, you know, going forward. I remember, I think it was two thousand seven and two thousand eight. We actually ruined the Mets season on the last day both times by by beating them. And I think one of them was actually the last game in Shea when we you know, when we ruined their season by winning. Well, that was the year that I think they actually choked when they were like seven games up with about seventeen to play, and then they blew it. So yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, 
and that was that was that 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 was fun. You know, to, to ruin their their seasons. <laughs> because as well, because I think teams will will see the Marlins and everything. Oh, you know, yeah, that, that's going to be three easy wins. So so hopefully we can at least put put a spanner, you know, you know, in their their plans. Yeah, I I, I hope so. Uh, the the Nationals. Um, it's interesting. Arizona have been on a tear. Um, and so have the Nationals, as we know, because we were part of that uh, uh, part of their winning run. So I, I think they're probably the two more more difficult teams. If Phillies are really needing those wins, then that's I think we I, I think we could cause some big damage, especially on the uh, the final day, maybe replicating what happens with our game against the Mets, um, because we're all going to be there at Passyunk Avenue in Fitzrovia in London by the BT Tower. Um, and uh, we, we could completely uh, and utterly ruin Dave and Ryan's day. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we'll, don't we'll, worry, there'll be cheesesteak, so it's okay. Yes, there'll be bingo. Yeah. There'll be a quiz. <laughs> they'll be fine. They don't need a. They don't need a postseason baseball. They're, they're not bothered. So, yeah, if, if if anyone who's listening to the podcast can uh, make it down there, it's it's an eight o'clock start that game, but we'll be in there beforehand. That's on the uh, it's the twenty ninth, isn't it? The Sunday. Yeah. Um. So um. And even if you're not a Marlins or a Phillies fan, just uh, make it along and uh, enjoy the atmosphere. Um. With uh, some uh, UK baseball fans, it'd be really good. Um. So, Dan, just following on from from that question. Uh, and from Lee's answer, do you think the same thing? Uh, you know, do we have any chance of, of of creating any mishaps here? Especially considering our rotation's a little bit flimsy. Hernandez has not has been struggling a bit. Yeah, I think that it will. Um, we, we can always cause an upset. That's the that's the thing I've sort of said about this team is when when we're we're losing, we still make it quite fun all the way to the end most of the time. Um, so I'd like to think that we can we can put it put a shift in all the way to the end of the season because we've got we've got a big say in what's going to happen. Um, Pete, you say there about Phillies with um, you know we'll be in there and they won't need a postseason. They'll be happy with the bingo and the, and the, the cheesecakes and all that. Well, their Twitter account, you know, it, it doesn't seem to be going that way. It seems like it's, it's on the verge of of a crisis and there's a mental breakdown every night. Really quite amusing. I really do hope that um, it comes to that last game. Uh, that would be a dream for us lot. That would be great to see that, that, that go down. And I do sort of hope they, they, they get there because I do quite like the Phillies there. I've got quite an invested um, uh, time with them. So I, I hope they get there. Uh, to be honest, I think Washington will be fine. I Personally, I don't think Phillies will do it because I think their schedule is quite tough to win. Um, I think Arizona are probably going to be the, the dark horses here. I think they've got quite a soft schedule. Um, I just not really that fast, but I just don't want it to be the Brewers, anyone but the Brewers, <laughs> just because they really caused a bit of a fuss with us earlier on in the season, didn't they? Their Twitter account, official account, got all salty with ours. Um, I think Yelich even popped up and made a few comments about Miami as well. So uh, since then, I've just been like, well, anyway, you know, as long as they foul, then whatever. So, uh, <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I think um, it would be nice from the Marlins' point of view just to at least cause people to think and play hard to the final game because um, we don't want to just be the walkovers, but let's, let's make them work for it. Pete, do you think uh, we can do some damage against the Brewers? We had a, we had a bad first game there um, last night um, and with uh, with our entire bullpen having a go at some point and just making the game exceedingly long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the longest box score I think I think I've seen all year. It was it went on. So let's tackle the Brewers first. I, for me, they don't pass the for real test. They haven't done all year for me, particularly when we lit them up for about fifteen runs in an inning, and they their pitching just isn't good enough. So for me, they are not for real. The Diamondbacks, I thought we killed them off earlier in the year. I think we beat them in a series maybe around the trade deadline. And I thought that was them cooked. They've come back. I, You know, maybe, you know, hey, they've added Gallon. He's going to help. Um, you know, let's see what the Diamondbacks, whether they're for real. I don't know what their schedule's like. I haven't really looked at the Diamondbacks. I, I kind of disregarded them when we beat them. Tell you the interesting. Soft. soft as well? Yeah, okay. So... 
what you've got for me is the Nats are strong. Max is back. So for me, Max is back and playing. The other guys are fit. Nats are in. Tell you the interesting one, though. Cubs, all of a sudden, had a couple of injuries in a row. Javi Baez is out now, rest of regular season. Uh, they had another, another couple of injuries. So Cubs, see how that plays out. Again, we, hey, the Giants are also, we're playing them. We They were in the mix at the trade deadline. Are they buyers? Are they sellers? You know, they were had a bit of a run, and they've, you know, they weren't for real. Again, they didn't pass the for real test. We hammered them this year. Um, and then, yeah, the Nats are, are okay. The Mets, who are the Mets? But we, you know, that that gif from earlier in the week or that video, I don't know if you saw that, boys. It was a crashed car where it was on its side. And there was, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a recovery unit getting the car off its side. It got it back onto its wheels and then it rolled off into the, down a ditch, <laughs> and that perfectly summed up the Mets. Yeah. Like, best video gif I've seen all year. The Mets, you're right, Rob, may be dead by the time we see them. And from a wildcard perspective, the Phillies are they for real? The reality is, with the Phillies, they will look back on their Marlins record this year, and that's that is where if they don't make it, they know they've lost it because everyone else has battered us. And I think that's that's you know literally you know it'll pain. They they're probably laughing about it, and they do laugh. You know, it's a hard, it's a jokey laugh, and probably a painful one. But that has been the problem. The Phillies are okay. I saw I saw something about their bullpen, starting bullpen, and I think of the eight guys who were in it at the start. Six six of them are on the IL at the moment. I think they're just in bullpen chaos. Their rotation isn't great. Arietta's out. Blah blah blah. Lineup's good. It's top heavy, but you know, I like you boys would love it to come down to the Phillies needing to beat us on the last day when we're together. It would really add some some spice and needle to that game. So the Brewers, what's going to happen? I think Yelich is too busy thinking about nude photo shoots to be honest. So I think we'll we'll take some games out of them. They're not for real. Uh, do you know what? Who can who who does it? I think scrap the wild card is pointless. Let the division winners go, and we'll just crack on from there. I don't know. Well, you know, that's a good point because there is, there is, there is that. It doesn't matter who gets in the wild card. Absolutely, no one at the moment is as good as Houston Astros, um, who have even gone down to a four-man rotation. They are that confident, um, and they they just just completely destroyed Oakland fifteen nil, um, and uh, you know wiped Seattle out of the way. Um, you know, did uh, they, they? I know it's quite interesting actually. I was, I was watching a Dodgers game where they lost against Arizona, and then but the Dodgers then completely destroyed Toronto and they destroyed Colorado. Um, and the same thing goes with the Braves, the Yankees. You know, they're your strong teams, the Twins, um, in there. And um, but when it comes down to it, I. I cannot still see really beyond the Astros and the Dodgers. Maybe the Braves or the Yankees can upset, you know, the, the Dodgers if it, if it, uh, if it falls that way into the playoffs. But at the moment, the Astros are, are a mile ahead of anyone at the moment. Very scary rotation. The players they bring through are just exceptional. Quick uh, note for the Braves. I just want to say about the Braves, because I didn't really touch upon them. I've got to say fair play to them boys, because when they hit, the lead this season and got to the top of the, because obviously the Phillies were the ones who went off like a house on fire and everyone was raving rightly. So they were absolutely tearing it up. Once the Braves hit the front, they haven't looked back and they've dealt with that pressure all year. They've been nibbled at all year and they have just accelerated. So fair play to them boys. They look like a legit team right now. And I'm interested to see what they can do again. You just have a few question marks about, rotation bullpen you just wonder but they've really impressed me this year and there's they're again a team we've had a ton of needle with in there but they've they've done well they're looking buoyant donaldson's uh you know rain man the bringer of rain celebration where he's running through the dugout with an umbrella and they're spraying water it's you know they're buoyant the nats are doing samba dances after home runs you know you can see those boys, they're, they're proper up for it and they know they're going to be there. So, yeah, but just a tip to the Braves. Top season. Uh, I think we 
underestimated them this year, and I think they've improved. Yeah, that, that's right. It's a shame that their their fans seem to be a bunch of idiots. Um, but um, uh, <laughs> but not, you, not you, yeah, not you, Bob, if you're listening. Um, but uh, yeah, they they're a good team. They they their crowd really get behind them as well. Um, they got some really good support there, and uh, I like the Braves. I've said this before. I really like their team. Uh, Freddie Freeman's my favourite player in the in the MLB. Um, so you know, I, I do hope they do go far and represent the division well. Um, so, just as a a bit of a gear change, um, I'm going to go back into my minors uh, review and go through the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Um, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, and it's, it is the key team. And I think for next year, the Jumbo Shrimp will be one of the teams we talk about a lot because we know about Sixto, uh, just like this year we've known about um, you know, some of the other good players that, that have come through. But um, there is more here than what you realise. And just to give a bit of an example, we talked about this earlier about improvements in the minors. So last year... Um, the J- Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp were 55 and 82 overall. So a terrible season, finished bottom of the division, um, bottom in batting, second worst in pitching, bad fielding. Um, overall, they were a bit of a mess. Now, the start of this season and the way that Double A works, um, and I just, just should, should clarify just for any of the, the UK listeners or people who don't know, Jacksonville are our AA affiliate. So they're one below the AAA affiliate, which is uh, this year was the New Orleans Baby Cakes, who are obviously just underneath the Marlins. So you're talking about really a, a how should I put it, a second division or third division down from the Marlins, a second division down from the Marlins. Um, and um, the start of this year was pretty poor. They were 29 and 41. So I said the division is split into two. So they have two halves of their season um, and just finished ahead of Mobile, um, who are an Angels affiliate who are bottom. So we had two pretty terrible teams in that uh, Southern League South um, in AA. Um, however, there were some issues in that first half because even Sixto was struggling a little bit. Um, we're talking about Sandy throwing a lot of strikes. Well, Sixto was throwing a lot of strikes, but also getting hit quite a bit as well. Um, but there were some other issues in that rotation uh, and the bats weren't really firing. Well, getting towards the end of that first half, it started to click. And in the second half, it really has clicked. Second half of the season, 37 and 30. So a massive turnaround. And in that, some just incredible performances. And... If I just go through um, and just as a, a just an equivalent with the pitching, so with the second worst pitching team in the Southern League last year, now we're the best. That's your difference in your farm system, and that's when we, that, you know, all those trades you've seen, and just just for all the pain that that you guys listening have when you see the Marlins struggling, when you remember your your Yelichs, your Stantons, your Real Mutos, the most innings pitched in double A this year was uh, Jorge Guzman from the Stanton trade. You've probably forgotten he was from the Stanton trade. 138 innings pitched. Out of that, 120 strikeouts, 3.5 ERA, 24 games started. That's that's pretty pretty meaty piece of work there. Um, and only 13 home runs given up, which is still, yeah, that's very decent. So, And Guzman struggled at the start of the season. So this is showing someone really, really developing as he's gone along. And the coach is really working with him. Second highest innings pitched, 6-0, 103 innings pitched. um, A incredible whip of only 1.03. So really not giving away any runs. 2.53 ERA at that 100 innings. Only five of them were home runs. So, you know, this guy looks like he's in the wrong division completely. And um, it's interesting that Roger Hoover was interviewed on Fish Stripes and he was talking about whether Sixto could handle it in the in the major leagues. And he said, yes. Um, and uh, said Yamamoto could do it, but Sixto could do it. And Sixto could stay there for a long, long time. Um, interestingly enough, another uh, point he, he brought uh, up in, we, we talk about Ezon Diaz, we've seen him a little bit, he's having a few ups and downs in the majors. Um, he thinks he was the best part of that entire trade. 
Um, and um, so you can forget about sort of Brinston out of the the Yelich trade. Um, but um, and it, it's for the best players he's seen um, play there since the exciting years of uh, 2012-2013 when you had Yelich's, your Stanton's, etc. coming through Ozuna's. So there, there's some real, real promise there and we can see that in the fact that we have now more players in the 100 prospects than any other team. This is the transformation that has happened. And just um, uh, another good example and why the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp has suddenly improved so much. Um, take Daniel Castellano, who um, you won't probably know or remember because he was a throw-in um, on the Azuna trade um, and did really well in Jupiter, brought him up, 86 innings pitched, uh, 3.35 ERA, only two home runs given up, very economical, 1.14 whip, um, and started uh, uh, 11 games out of that. So you've got that that chain of good players coming up, but these players are from trades, and this is where it is. It's very, very painful when we see some of the trades and those players go, but look at the impact it's making on those minors, because if they're in double A and doing well, you're going to see them definitely in spring training and probably by September of next year into the major league team. If they're that good, they will step up. So they have been really sort of the, the key highlights out of... Um, Hold on, that. Rob. Yeah. We're missing one. We're missing one. What's what's the save count for uh, touchdown, Tommy? Well, I haven't got to the bullpen yet. Oh! Um, <laughs> Um, just, <laughs> just a note, because I'm going to talk about him next week in Jupiter, but just keep your eye out for Edward Cabrera. I think he's number 100 now on the uh, 100 uh, prospects list. Come up, eight games, 2.56 um, ERA, 1.06 whip, looking very economical. Pitch the fish very... traps, boys, they've been absolutely giving him all sorts of love. So yeah. yeah, Eddie Eddie Cabrera to me sounds like the next big thing according to Fish Stripe. So they've sold they've sold him to me. Yeah, and and touchdown Tommy. Well, um, let let let's just talk about him because he is my uh, my favourite minor league player. Um, Mate, he's loving you. He's always he's always liking your tweets. I've seen that. Have you seen his celebration? It's fantastic when he gets to say. <laughs> I really like that. I think, you know, that's that's brilliant. You want to see some passion. And uh, you've got it there. And I wish him all the best. I hope he does uh, make it all the way through into the Marlins. He got 11 saves after being brought down from NOLA and has really, really settled down. 2.77 ERA, 0.88 whip. So you put him in a safe situation, he will deliver. Um, um, but it's not just him doing that as well. Dylan Lee is a, a player that uh, also came up from uh, Jupiter as well. And he's got 13 saves. So, um, you know... This is this is you know pitching gold. You know we look at our 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 bullpen issues. I think we've got some solutions in here. Um, just a quick note on the batting as well. Um, Joe Denand had the most at bats. A shortstop who looks electric. Uh, you know really good hands. Um, and uh, he ended up uh, with the 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 season with an average uh, which was just under two fifty. But even so. Um, you know, a few too many strikeouts there, uh, but still 42 RBIs and look really good in the field. Brian Miller, very promising left fielder. Stone Garrett. Now, here's some stats for you to to, to look through. Um, what a name, by the way. Stone Garrett. Sounds like a pair of jeans, doesn't he, or something? It, it does. Right fielder. So that's an interesting one. 14 home runs. Uh, touched base 170 times out of his 412 at-bats. Which uh, which gave him an average also around the uh, the 250 mark, but a decent OPS at 700, so on base quite a bit, um, considering he's someone obviously who will strike out a lot, which he did. So someone who needs to um, obviously work on that, but a, a potential right fielder coming through into the mix, um, also a good arm on him, and someone who really improved as the season gone on. So someone to w- watch out for. Justin Twine, good second baseman who's come up from Jupiter as well, had a really good season um and the two players of course we've got to talk about is Lewin Diaz and Jazz Chisholm as well who just came in from those trades and boom and basically looked like they would just say put me into triple a next season straight away 
Um, and uh, so Jazz Chisholm in his uh, 81 at-bats uh, managed to hit three home runs uh, with a, an average just under 300. And Lewin Diaz, uh, not so much a, a good average, um, but eight home runs in his 115 at-bats. So, you know, um, and uh, Roger Hoover was also saying that one of the home runs he hit, which I think was to down the centre uh, um, of, uh, of, uh, at Jacksonville, went about sort of 460, 70 feet. Um, so this is a guy with pop, as they call, um, and power bats. That's yeah, what they they wanted someone who needs to maybe have a bit of more time down there is uh, Victor Victor Mesa, but he's at least stepped up from Jupiter and gave it a go, and has has looked sort of okay, I suppose. Um, but um, he definitely needs another season to 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 work out the rust out of him. But but that that's really the highlights from the batting. And um, just one to really watch for next year. Also, the, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp get really good attendances, about six and a half thousand. And they, they do really well, the fans. They really attract the fans down there. So uh, fireworks and all sorts. They have a bark in the park as well. So brilliant stuff. So one to watch out for next season. Mm. Anyway, back to this season. And we've got to look forwards now um, to a predictions recap. And what we think is going to happen. We've already predicted the Brewers. Um, and we're going to go around and just say what our predictions were. Because mine isn't very pretty. Um, and then how... <laughs> and what we think is going to happen also going forward. So, Lee, what was your prediction for the uh, Brewers series? Well, the Brewers, I think I said 3-1 to the Brewers. I'm pretty sure. Dan, what did you have? I had the split at 2 all. What did you have, Pete? <laughs> I can't remember. Did I did I go a Brewers sweep? You did. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I was I was still drinking then. Well, it's still on. It's still on. It's, I guess that's still alive. That's true. But I, why am I predicting Brewers sweeps? That is just crazy. Very unlike you. That is unlike me. Uh, you, you're correct because that that could be a minus one as well. So. As I'm miles away off off the league, um, I've I've gone through a three-one Marlins win, which is uh, incredibly unlikely. Still on, uh, still, it's still on. on, it's still on as, as we record. But um, still on. yeah, I I I, I foresee uh, a, um, a Hector Nwesi blow up maybe tonight or something <laughs> to to who's, end who's my dream tonight. Who are we round to? Is it Eliezer for us? Is that right? Yeah, that's important yeah. for him because he's really now struggling. He seems to be really tired, and that that's really it, it is against. Um, it's not Nick Anderson, Chase Anderson, isn't it? Um, yeah. And we 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 caused him some damage earlier this season. So when we played him, so um, you know, let's uh, let, let's uh, repeat that again, uh, hopefully. And then the uh, the game on Wednesday is is Lopez. And hopefully he's worked out all the issues. He didn't, you know, he's sort of been up and down. So uh, let's hope he's he's back again. And then uh, Caleb with uh, with brand new sort of what do you call that bit? There's the, it's the moustache, but the bit what's it called a soul patch or something, isn't it? That's <laughs> just underneath the lip. There, yeah. uh, that, that seems to be. Uh, You've got to be a bit careful with sort of facial hair in in the Marlins because after you know Pablo tried the goatee and he's just turned to mush, didn't he? Mm. Um, Eric O's... Is, is, is it the Brazilian? It's not the Brazilian. That's something else. <laughs> wrong, wrong body part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, <laughs> um, I, I will lead us on to the Giants. Um, let's, let's try and predict the, the Giants series because um, we've got Alcantara obviously leading off. And I, I don't think the Giants will particularly care anymore. It's been a, another sort of uh, duff season for them, isn't it? You know, since they've, I, I, since they, you know, last won the World Series and they were going on that tear, they seem to try to solve every season by buying old, terrible past it players and just repeating the formula every year, and it doesn't work. Um, so. Um, I am going to do a, as I'm way behind the predictions league, I might as well be really silly and go for a Marlins sweep. Lee? Yeah, I, I, I'm maybe not going to be quite as bold as a, as a sweep, but 
I'm I'm confident. I think we see. Well, I think we have a decent record actually in in you know against the Giants. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go two one. But a, a sweep, you know, isn't actually a bad shout. But I'm going to I'm going to be safe and say two one Marlins. Ben. Yeah, I think I want to go for the sweep, but I'm just thinking, all right, Sandy, and then it'll be back round again, won't it? It'll be um, uh, Dugger, I would have thought, was it? And then um, uh, uh, Hernandez. So I, th- I think we'll, um, I-, I do really want to say the sweep, but I'm going to say 2 1 to Marlins. Pete. Ooh, I agree. Sandy's back around. There's then two question marks. Hey, the one thing I didn't mention earlier, I just wanted to touch upon, is the the thing about this Marlins lineup now is these guys are all they're already jostling for next year. So I don't think they'll be letting up, and they shouldn't be letting up. And some of the other guys, the the vets, will be moving on. It could be the end of the line for them, so they may want to go out with a bang too. Like I know Prado saying he wants to carry on. Next year, there was a, a great interview by, by Craig Mish with, with Prado. I, I hope you guys heard that. And if you haven't, guys, check that out. It was, it was an awesome interview. And Martin, if you're listening, you're welcome to come and have a chat with us boys as well. But, um, you know, he wanted to carry on. Uh, the, you know, Grandy Man, not sure what he's saying. You know, we'll see. Start with the Marlin, may want to go out with a bang. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And you've got, you know, Isan's not, you know, not set the world alight. Lewis is still playing for his, you know, MLB career. So there's a lot to play for beyond the wins and losses still for these boys. So, and you're right, some of those, like the Giants, their formula is just shot. And Rob, you hit the nail on the head. Them boys have needed a reset for three years. And all they do is just throw more money at old players and, and, and hope, which is a shit formula. So, yeah, so I'll go 2-1 Giants then. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> brilliant piece of uh, a contrarianism there, Pete. Um, but another complete game from Sandy, just as I predicted. Yeah, um, let's go. hope that. that. That's just a joy to watch. Um, but it's interesting, that, that interview with Martin Prado was really good. And one of the things mm-hmm. in there we were saying about how the regime changed just it really improved things and how the, you know, the whole, um, you know, ethos of how everything is, you know, the farm being built up and the quality is coming through. It was a really, really good interview. And uh, as, as Giancarlo Stanton said when he left, he said, you know, when, uh, um, you know, when, the, when the, the new ownership came in, the circus was over. And that's the big thing um, to, yeah. to remember. So um, we're going to go to player and emoji of the week. Uh, player of the week sounds quite obvious, but there are other candidates. So um, who wants to go first in regards to their player and emoji of the week? I'm happy to put my player of the week in. Go for it. <laughs> my emoji, I'm just going to have to hold back until I scroll through what I've, what I've been... <laughs> What I've been using this week, but player of the week, there's just no other place that I can go with it. Sandy, complete game shutout. I, I don't think there's any other candidates this week. This could be another full house. Sandy, you're the man. Yep, yeah, I'll um, I'll agree. Yeah, it's got to be Sandy. I mean, there are a couple of um, honourable mentions. I think Castro again's had another good week. I think Bertie again's had another good week, um, but you, you can't ignore um, Sandy's performance again. Second shot out of the season. I think um, there's only two other players I think in baseball that have done that this year. I think um, so. Yep, oh, definitely for him. And then my emoji um, is going to be the two hands that are sort of up in the air. Some people use it for like ace or whatever, and that's for the guy who caught uh, the lad who caught the uh, the two balls. Two foul balls <laughs> in the same at bat. So well done to him. I like that, mate. That's creativity, that. <laughs> As always. Yeah, my um, player week is. I mean, it's going to be Sandy. So the, the other mention is probably Cooper. He he had a really strong week. I think he batted nearly 500. He had a couple of home runs, about six RBIs as well. 
and and Castro, yeah, he, he had a good week. Rojas uh, has had a good good few days as well. But yeah, it's, I think it's got to be Sandy for me for you know, just just for, for that showing on Sunday. Yeah, I I, I have to agree. I I, I think um, you know Cooper was was fantastic, really really good, uh, and um, in that we had some good performances. Even though we had that terrible shutout against the Royals, we had some good performances at the bat, and Cooper did stand out. And of course, um, you know Castro. It's incredible how he's just suddenly. You know, why was he not playing like this before the trade deadline? You know, that's the, the disappointing uh, uh, thing, really. But um, otherwise, yeah, so it's a full house. Um, it's, it's definitely with Sandy. Um, in regards to um, my emoji, um, I was going to do that one where as the, the two blokes together for the Moran brothers um after after their performance in uh, in uh, in Brian striking out Colin so um that is uh, my emoji for the week mm. so um have we gone round have we got an emoji short are we at Pete you haven't done well, your I, I never done mine either, if you think oh, about sorry, it John. yeah I was going to have the one that's hey yeah, it's the face with the two stars and the like eyes you know just, just for Sandy because it's a star performance and obviously he was our you know all- yeah, the all-star yeah, as, as well for the team. Sounds fair. Two eyes, two complete game shutouts. <laughs> Sounds fair. Mine, I have my phone's died actually, so I can't actually look back at my history. So I'm gonna have to go off the cuff. And but I feel that the right one in my head, I'm thinking there's. I was wondering if there was like an. A, an Olympian running, holding a torch, but there probably isn't. I know there's like a, a running one, but I don't think they're holding the Olympic torch. So I think I'm just going to have to use a straight up torch emoji as the passing of the torch of the host. So <laughs> you two boys have, have taken it to another level. It's been great hearing you boys in action, hosting your way through it. I think you've done excellent jobs, lads. So well done to you. Mm-hmm. We uh, look forward to handing that torch back next week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we're just going to go around the horn, as they say. Uh, Anything else that has caught your eye this week at all before we say goodbye to our wonderful listeners? Only Only one piece is... Actually, no. Let's park that for another week. Let's just... A final, a final plug. September 29th, Pashiang Avenue, Marlins, Phillies, UK crew, in there, 6 p.m. ish. Be there, be square. Cheese steaks, Phillies postseason wrecking, beers, bingo. You name it, it's there. Be there. Jerseys on. Over to you, Rob. What an invite, and uh, we'll end it there. So we'll hopefully see you all there, all you listeners, that you can make it. And anyway, that has been episode 29 of Fish Across the Pond, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>